Hi, everybody. It's Shay. Hi, it's Erica. And welcome to the um, latest episode of Gaslit. On this episode, we're talking about all things money, which is, um, there's a lot of feelings there. So yeah, we were joined by Blanca, who is the development director at Lilith Fund. And so she does all of our fundraising for us. So we got to talk and learn from her about how fundraising works at an abortion fund, which was really insightful. We know that we're in tax season right now. And so we talk about how we want our tax dollars to be spent in the future that we're working for, which is one where people have access to um, reproductive health care whenever they need it. And so we dreamt about that a little bit and talked about the ways that it's currently being spent. Erica shared some really great information on how our government is um, continuing to let us down when it comes to spending money in ways that align with what people want. Um, So yeah, lots of juicy content in this episode. Really excited to share it with folks. Erica, what are some things that, some highlights from this episode for you? Every time I think about this episode, I want to think about um, that voice in the Cardi B song, Money, when they're just like, um and that's that's because like you're right there's so many feelings about it um and I just feel like whenever we get to talk like whenever I get to talk to Blanca our development director I learn something new every single time especially because um as an organizer I feel like you know as an organizer in you know uh abortion access and reproductive justice we're always talking about like you know all of the injustices in the world and they all seem to be like held up by the fact that like some people have have you know resources and a lot of people don't um Mm -hmm. but like and so therefore there's like tension there but like you know I think you pointed out something really important in in these convos which is just that like um we are working in the ills of like capitalism capitalism and 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 but like money is like a way that like we can show up for each other Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is kind of like beautiful and like the ways that I learn, I get to learn how like talented and, and generous the people around us are and in Texas for text, like, it's just, it's, it's so great. And so I feel like I just, you know, it's, it's, it's a great way for us to talk about how we can care for each other as we're also navigating like the ways in which we have to like move through this world. Yeah, and like shifting. And we also in this episode get to share a little bit about our new programming, our care kits that will be released are starting to be distributed to community members later this summer. So really excited for people to learn about that and ways that they can engage with that work through Fundathon because Blanca had some amazing ideas for connecting that work. So we're excited to engage community in it. And um, yeah, just hearing getting to hear y'all share about your favorite fundathon memories and just uplifting like what a good time what a good and like powerful time that 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 it is was also really fun so yeah I'm just happy for excited happy and excited for folks to listen in on this episode and learn a bunch and hopefully feel excited about using their money in ways that make them feel good and help other people yeah can't wait for you to listen to this episode so go ahead and dive in about all things 
mommy sorry I'm gonna try to get us not sued by Cardi B's people um but truly (laughs) amazing enjoy Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Gaslit. I'm Shay, one of your hosts. I'm super excited to um, be here with Erica. Um, Hi, Erica. Hi. I'm so excited, too. And yeah, we have a really great guest with us. Today, we are joined by Blanca Murillo, who is a Chicana born and raised in Corpus Christi, Texas. She has been a development director for Lilith Bun for four years, a first-generation college graduate. She received her BA in women's, gender, women's and Gender Studies at the University of Texas at Austin, and she got her start in fundraising in 2012 through the SNAP PAC Fellowship that allowed her to travel to Illinois to work on a progressive congressional campaign. And then prior to joining Lilith Fund, she was a development specialist at Planned Parenthood Texas Votes, where she organized grassroots donors to increase access to reproductive health care by supporting progressive electoral and policy work. Blanca is passionate about empowering supporters at all levels to fund the initiatives that truly promote their vision for a better world, including a future where abortion is accessible to everyone. Hi, Blanca. Hi, everyone. Thank you all so much for having me here. I am also very excited. Amazing. We are so excited to have you and talk to you about all things money and fundraising and um, the good that we can do with it. Yeah, I'm glad that y'all have me. I know money can be difficult to talk about. I think fundraising sometimes feels hard for everyone, but it's super important. And so I'm like really glad to have this opportunity to talk about it here. Amazing. So that kind of leads me into, I think the first thing I just wanted to hear y'all discuss is how can we talk about money as something that we all have to use and like what that means for our organization and our work, especially as we work within a reproductive justice framework. Um, yeah, so I think, um, like I said, money can be difficult to talk about, um, but unfortunately, like it, it is one of those things that we need to be able to make things happen. Um, I know, especially when it comes to funding abortion, we just simply can't rely on our government to help us. Like there's no tax money that comes our way. Like there aren't any like federal um, or state grants that we can apply for. Um, and so for us, like we, it's really important for us to communicate about money and how that helps us be able to fund the abortions um, for the people that call our hotline. Um, like we rely on our community to help us out. And so it is one of those things that we just have to learn how to talk about as difficult as it is. But something, one of the very first things I learned about fundraising is that people want to help you. People want to support you, but they don't know to do that if you don't ask. And so I think that's like the number one thing about fundraising is just being comfortable or getting comfortable asking um, for support. And that's what I have to do on a daily basis with the people that, um, you know, reach out via email or messages um, and are interested in supporting us and us being able to communicate about the good work that we do. So yeah, difficult conversation, but super necessary. Ugh, Blanca, I feel like 
I feel like your role, I always, I mean, obviously I appreciate you for all sorts of reasons, but like one of them is being that like your role is, yeah, to talk about like the thing that can get tricky for some of us to talk about, which is money, especially I think when like we think about, you know, how just like the anxiety and the violence that like lack of money can cause for folks. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also just like, as you mentioned, like there's no funding for, for abortion at like the federal or the state level. Um, and like we had, like before we started recording, we had just been talking about like tax season and like how um, tax season is like stressful for different folks for different reasons. Um, and also with the added stress of just the way tax taxes and the way we pay them is structured um, is also just like what our, ta- like how, we don't necessarily get a way to say how we would rather our tax dollars be spent. I hate doing my taxes. Um, and I've part of it is because it's just so specifically like built to, to like mess you up. Um, and then also the fact that like our tax dollars go to such ridiculous things, like they go to funding, um, the borders to like militarize them and they go to like defense contracts and just like keeping all of our military bases open in the world which would be great like if we took care of the people actually serving um our country quote unquote um, but we don't and then we don't like have money for healthcare, um including funding abortion we actually have things up until recently written in in budget bills um that said like actually we can't spend any money on abortion and like you know even if that means that people die and they did um trying to get you know not pregnant then like that's just unfortunately what it is right and that's because budgets are moral documents like they sure they're like so um you know, built to be like, you know, money is allotted for this and this and this, but when you look at the priorities, it's kind of really speaks to what um, a a community wants. And we know that like at the state level, unfortunately, we can't have our, our, do- our dollars do not go to funding abortion like a lot of us would like to. Our tax dollars go to um, funding crisis pregnancy centers and lying to Texans through like the alternative to abortion program, right? And so, um, and like just um, depressing tidbit aside, currently like, you know, as you're listening to this, um, uh, like we are, in the middle of, you know, finalizing a state budget that currently has at least $120 million allotted to um, funneling through the anti-abortion industry. Um, And that is through the, you know, the Alternatives to Abortion Program, which was literally built in 2005 to like lie to Texans and coerce them out of getting an abortion, even though that's what they had already decided. And so like, um, we just know it's like, I don't know, like, it's just like, it's wild to think that like every year we start out like since 2005, like it's recent, like it's, this thing is younger than I am. I'm only 30 years old. This thing is like, what 20 years old I can't do math um but basically like it's a very it's a 16 year old program and it's very young and it's because like literally um our anti-abortion lawmakers in office were like yeah obviously we're going to spend Texans precious tax dollars and put them to lying to to them um and like 
it's just so frustrating because, you know, we like, besides the fact that that program has absolutely no oversight, um, meaning that like it's public money that doesn't go to the public, it goes to lie to the public. And we have no way to, to see if that like money is even being spent properly, quote unquote. I don't even know how you say that when the money is, 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 a, is for a t- terrible reason. Um, and so like, you know, those, those fake clinics that say that they can help pregnant, you know, or have like really false and misleading messaging on their websites that, that like lets you think that they can provide abortions are able to run because they're partially funded by these, this horrible, um, program that is funded by our tax dollars. And we know that like, um, as, as has been helpfully pointed out, um, one of our favorite and top tweets has been like, we want our tax dollars to fund abortion not police. And that's just kind of like speaks to the sentiment of like, wouldn't it be cool for us to dictate how we could spend our tax dollars? And so I think Blanca, that's why your job is so cool because you help people actually funnel their money, which can be like very stressful and like have a lot of um, different like weight tied to that for different folks. Um, But like you make that accessible for people. And so I was just wondering, like, if you had anything to share about that. Yeah, um, I think as great as it would be to get state and federal money, because that just means we'd be able to fund more abortions. At the same time, I think that would make us accountable to the government, which we know, um, I think, would give us a hard time and possibly dictate the way our money is spent. And so when we do have community supporters supporting our work through the money that they give to Lola Fund. I think that's also um, a way to respond and say that, you know, you're not gonna spend them. They're talking to the government and saying like, you're not spending the money the way that I would like. And I am just gonna go and give it to people that are actually gonna go out and um, do what I need, which is that I want to support people having abortions. And so I'm going to give to Low Fund or any of our like amazing abortion fund partners. And so, um, yeah, if it, it sucks that that's the way it is, that we have our government wasting our tax dollars on programs that don't work um, and aren't um, being held accountable by their community members. And so I really appreciate when people reach out and fundraise for us. Like I have seen some amazing fundraising work out there. Um, Some of the things that are kind of coming to mind right now are um, I've had a tattoo shop that would give like a portion of the proceeds. They had like specific like abortion related tattoos um, that um, they would do on people and the proceeds from that would go to Lola Fund. Like I just thought that's such a cool way of supporting our work. Um, I've seen people have like tea parties where they would just like host a tea party and um, have like an entrance fee and then the money from that would go to Little Fun. So like, I think again, as it's as difficult as it is to not have our government support us, having our community support us is also a really, really good feeling and seeing the creativity from them and wanting to support abortion funds. Like it's so inspiring and kind of keeps me going because like I said at the beginning, talking about money is difficult. I'm a very shy and anxious person. And I think um, when you're like that, it's even more difficult to talk about money. But when you have amazing, an amazing group of people, an amazing group of supporters, having your community have your back, like that's 
that keeps me, um, yeah, keeps me going in this work. And I really appreciate it. Thank you, Blanca. We appreciate you and all the work that you do. Um, like Erica mentioned, like you help empower people to make decisions, to use their own power, to empower them to feel like I can spend my money the way that I want to. And I know that last year we were able to give out over $2 million to yeah. folks needing access to abortion care. And so what that shows me is that even when the government decides to use our money on things like um, these crisis pregnancy centers or fake clinics that use predatory tactics to entrap people into receiving not real medical health care, lying to people, the government makes those decisions on our behalf with our funds. It gives people their power back to know that mm -hmm. there are individual actions that they can take to work against that and give people what they actually need, which is access to reproductive health care from providers in their community. So thank you for doing that really hard work and making it not so hard and also fun. Like, like you said, tattoos and um, supporting abortion is just like perfect. So love both those things. <laughs> so, um, but I hear you when you say that it can be really difficult to talk about money the same way that it can be really difficult to talk about abortion. But both of these things are super prevalent and necessary in our lives. And so we have to, it's a practice to talk about them and talk about them openly and confidently and without um, worrying about being shamed, but using it in a way that is eliciting power from you for being a storyteller and also making decisions about your life. I just feel like they're both really powerful and um, need to be talked about more. So very grateful to have you on. And I was wondering if you can talk to us more about fundraising, because for me also, it's hard to ask for money. And I know you do that all day. And so um, just what does fundraising look like for Lilith Fund right now? And um, yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, so I, so I started at Lilith Fund in 2019. Um, we were in this stage of our growth where, you know, we had an executive director, we were having more staff come on. Um, Lilith Fund started out as a really, really small group. The way we got our initial funding was our founders put together a yard sale and were able to raise $10,000 from that yard sale. And that was like the first pot of money that was used to start funding our callers. And that's how Lilith Fund got started in 2001. And we've definitely grown a lot since then. And so when I came on in 2019, I think we were maybe at like a million dollars and being able to fund 25% um, of our callers. Uh, and so from then on, I took a look and was like, okay, how, um, how can I keep this work going? How can I make sure that we can keep our hotline running? Um, and some of that, again, looks like maybe applying for grants. Uh, sometimes we put on events and, or our supporters put on events and that's like a good way of, fundraising for us. But a lot of the times um, it's us just communicating about our work. Like I work really closely with our communications director, Christina Parker, on um, making sure that people know what we're doing with their money. That's our way of staying accountable to our community. And by sharing our hotline stats and sharing the amount of people that we're able to support because of um, people's contributions, I think that's the major way that I fundraise is just letting them know this is how your money is being used. Let's keep this going. Let's make sure that we're funding abortions for everybody. 
especially during this really difficult time where, you know, Roe v. Wade is gone and we're trying to find ways to still be there for pregnant Texans. And so um, it's just really important that we always communicate our work. And I think when you are personally fundraising, that's an important thing to keep in mind too. Like, I think part of the reason why people have a hard time asking for money is because A, they don't want to be a burden or B, they know people are already having a hard time, um, you know, paying bills or, um, you know, getting the things that they need to get done and that costs money. Um, but again, people are going to want to support you. Your community has your back and they don't know how to help if you don't ask. And so I think just getting over that initial hump is what will help you start fundraising for whatever it is you need, whether it's supporting us at Lowell Fund, um, because like you decided to create your own fundraiser or, you know, as we see, like people are having a hard time and they have to fundraise for their personal needs and that's okay too. But um, just remembering that people want to support each other. We are a community and we want to be, be there and have each other's backs. And I think just keeping that in mind when you're out there fundraising, and it's something I got to keep in mind when I'm fundraising too. Amazing. <laughs> Sorry. I, as, um, somebody who has those feels about like asking for money and just like how difficult that is like I again have such awe and respect for your job and also um, just just the concept of of yeah like people can get together anyways sorry I'm getting ahead of myself can you explain to us Blanca like how like what is the method in which like you support folks who want to support us what is fund it's on? Can I ask you that? Sure. Yeah. That's like the biggest um, fundraising ask that I think we ask of our supporters because it's a peer to peer fundraising campaign. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Thank you so much, Erica. So fund it's on, it's a, if you haven't heard, it's a nationwide fundraising event that is coordinated by the national network for abortion funds. Um, so this is a time where once you're part of Fundathon, you create teams and you fundraise for your favorite abortion fund. And you ask the people in your life um, to support abortions and abortion funds and the work that we do. Um, so that is currently going on. We're not the only abortion fund that's participating. All the abortion funds across the United States that are part of the National Network of Abortion Funds have their own little fundathons happening right now. Um, it's a really good time. It started in March and we're running it through May 31st. Um, like I said, you can create a team and fundraise however you want um, with whatever goal you have in mind and all that money will go towards the Lowell Fund hotline. Um, we've been doing this for years <laughs> and um, you know we had like a little rough time during the pandemic as every abortion fund did and then um, I'm just really excited because we'll also be having our first in-person event since the pandemic um, to celebrate all the success that people um, bring during Fundathon. So it's a really exciting event. It's also a good opportunity. You know, we're talking right now about having really difficult conversations about money and talking about abortion. This is like a really good time to talk to the people in your life about why abortion access matters to you, why funding abortion is important during this critical time. So. Me, I do my best to provide guidance for teams that want to be a part of Fundathon, um, little tidbits along the way, try to be encouraging, um, but it's a really good time and it's, a again, a really good way to support us in our hotline. 
you just mentioned like in-person fundathons. Can you like, are there like, fundathons just sound fun. The word fun <laughs> is in fundathon. Can you yeah. share like your favorite fundathon memory or like time? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a tie between the very first fundathon I did because it was also within like two, I think it was like within three, two or three months of me joining Little Fun that it was like my first experience like creating like a fundraising campaign for Little Fun. And so it's a good initiation into the work that we do and get to know our supporters at the same time. Um, we had a bowling party and um, a lot of the teams came in like themed costumes. And I appreciated that um, because it was their way of also like having a good time. Um, so that was really fun. But I also think that my other favorite memory was Fundathon from 2021 because it we had to do a virtual event because of the pandemic was still going on at the time. And um, we had a drag loteria where we had um, Los Mentirosos, um, a drag group, did um, called out the loteria cards, um, which is kind of, loteria is kind of like bingo. And um, people had a really good time. I was really worried about whether or not people would show up because at this point, I think we were all maybe sick and tired of virtual events, but we wanted to be safe and we still wanted to provide a space for people to celebrate their accomplishments during Fundathon. And the fact that people joined and had a really good time, I it's still, I think, maybe like top fundraising memory in general, just Fundathon, because it just reminded me about how community will always find a way to come together. Um, so yeah, that that's definitely one of I think top top moments for sure. Oh yes, I have like so many good memories around Fundathon and like you in particular, because um, I know that's like always an intense time. Like it's it's always an intense time in abortion in Texas, but like fundraising and just making sure everybody has what they need and and y'all always do such a good job and like making um like folks feel supported I don't know I just I feel like there's something like super wonderful about fundathon I think I also just have my own nostalgia around it because like one of my first events like to in like abortion funding was a fuck Ted Cruz party in the Rio Grande Valley in Edinburgh Texas and um that was the theme of the party and the money went to Lulu Fund. And I remember this was like pre-Fontera Fund. And so it was just like this really like wild time. And and like I met so many people there that are still some of my closest friends. Um, and it's just, it's wild like how um, like great it feels to just to come together with people who share the same values and like want to raise money because they know that like people deserve to access abortions without like with as much ease as possible and so therefore they're like making it happen and we're like you know dancing and and having a good time while we're doing that um as like a non-bowler I also was just have. I remember vibing at that 2019 fundathon, and like, that's because I don't love bowling. But that's that's just that's how great the the feeling is in the air in fundathon events. And so I'm glad that like, you know, folks have opportunities now to have like, you know, another in person event, and also know that like, 
even in times of, of, of hardship. Like I remember the pandemic was so rough and also like, I was not looking forward to the idea of like jumping on zoom, but then it felt really nice because it was like a way we were keeping each other safe and also ensuring that people were still accessing their abortions as like healthcare in general was just so fraught. Like people had to travel during their abortion care and that was so messed up. And like folks were still able to fund abortions and that's amazing. Yeah, for sure. And this year, um, because we're having like our first in-person event, it is going to be a dance party. I think um, we, it, it might feel maybe a little off to be celebrating, but I think there is reason to celebrate. We, it has been a tough year for everybody, but this, again, this reminder of community having each other's backs, um, you know, still finding moments to celebrate, especially when you know, we're working really hard to continue to fund um, fund abortion and the Texans that are having to travel. I really thought like, what's better than a dance party for people to just let loose, have a good time, um, talk to one another. Um, I think it's gonna be really great. So, you know, our the celebration will be happening at the end of Fundathon. It's gonna be May 19th at Tweety's in Austin. Um, it's gonna be a really, really good time but um, another aspect of Fundathon that um, we've been trying to do over the years is that in addition to fundraising, there's this like organizing aspect to it. Last year, we had like different like weekly challenges where people can get um, involved in advocacy. Um, and this year, we're also doing something different um, with the addition of fundraising for and collecting supplies for abortion care kits for traveling Texans. And I know you and Shay have been working really hard to get that program started. So I was wondering if you could also share that with people. Of course. So exciting. Um, but yeah, the Fundathon is just a good time. Like the whole process, getting to see the different ways throughout those couple of months where people are fundraising in their teams and the different things that they come up with that are so like lots of times it's people's hobbies and passions and things that they're already good at. And they get a chance to use that to um, use that to raise funds for abortion. So it's kind of just a collection of all of your favorite things and then getting to come together with one another to celebrate is always always, always such a good time. So super excited for the dance party. I have some suggestions for the playlist, but um, we are really excited about these care kits. It's a brand new program that we are able to do right now, which we are partnering with some of our um, clinics out of state that a lot of our callers will go to. So in New Mexico and Colorado specifically, um, maybe Kansas as well. And so when folks have to travel out of state and they go to one of these clinics that they work with, they'll get a care kit from us, from our team and our community that has things that you would need while you were traveling, includes an amazing zine made by our team that includes things for their journey home and so things to help them take care of themselves, their post-pregnancy bodies, things like recipe ideas, um, ideas for self-care and journaling and just taking care of you in a holistic sense as you travel back home after having to go through a lot of obstacles to get to your care. We wanted to make it easier to get back home. And so for the first time, we are able to give direct funding to clients through these packages. Normally, we send vouchers to the clinic, but now we're able to give folks gift cards so that they can use those funds however they see fit, because we believe people can make the best decisions for themselves. That's why we do this work. And so as they're traveling home, they can use those funds however they see fit. 
to make their journey a little bit easier. And so during Fundathon this year, super exciting that people can go to our Amazon wish list and start purchasing things to go in these kits. Like um, there's lots of snacks and pregnancy tests and heating pads and Tylenol and thermometers. And we're also including toiletry. There's just so much good stuff in there. So really excited to get that out to people and to also offer another opportunity for fundraising or collecting items that will be given out to our community. And y'all kept talking about how uh, it, how community driven our fundraising is and the way that we spend money and how we are doing that to give people the ability to, um, use money in ways that empower them and help them make decisions about their lives. And this just feels really aligned with all of that. So the combination of all these things is just going to be so good. So excited for folks to learn more and um, they can do that um, one by going to lilithfund.org right on our front page is all of our fundathon information. Um, but what are some things Blanca that folks need to know to get plugged into fundathon this year? Yeah, so um, like you mentioned, just going to littlefund.org, like the link to sign up is on, on is on our main page. Fundathon is running through May 31st, so you have um, a few weeks to fundraise on our behalf. Um, get creative with the way that you fundraise. Um, as I mentioned, like people have thrown parties, they have um, donated a portion of the proceeds from any business ventures. We've seen people who do Twitch streams. Um, and fundraise off of that and send their money. And so um, throughout Fundathon, as you're trying to fundraise for your teams, really trying to find creative ways of asking for that money. Um, I will also say again, that um, money and abortion can be difficult to talk about, but I actually really wanted to share a quick story about something that happened to me recently that reminded me um, that um, everybody has like some sort of connection to abortion. So I was at, um, I was at a bar meeting um, the friends of my partner and it was my first time meeting them. And we had been talking for maybe an hour before they finally asked me what I did for a living. And I still sometimes get nervous because in this like political climate, you never know how people will react. But at the same time, I'm trying really hard to destigmatize our work and destigmatize de abortion. And so I was honest and I told them that I worked for an abortion fund and they immediately started sharing the stories of people that they know who have had abortions or have had to travel for abortions and how they didn't realize that abortion funds existed and that they knew somebody that had been helped by funds like us. Um, and I think um, it was a jaw dropping moment for me because again, I, that saying of everybody loves somebody who has had an abortion um, is really true. Like we, maybe unknowingly know somebody who has had an abortion. And so when you're a part of Fundathon, um, that's also a way for you to start connecting with people about some of the stories that they might have um, and give them an opportunity to talk about something that they've never had the opportunity to talk about before. And so I think that's like kind of the beauty of Fundathon as well as it's giving you that space to talk about abortion and funding abortion and why that's so important. Um, so yeah, like this is the season to do that. And so if you want to be a part of it, I really think um, joining Fundathon this year would be really fun. You know, if you want to do it for Lola Fund, that's super great. Um, but we also have other abortion funds that are participating. And so if you have another abortion fund that you want to support, you can also go to 
NNAF's website um, and you can check them out there. But we really hope that you will fundraise for Lola Fund because I think we're awesome. And, you know, we, we want to be here for our callers. So Fundathon's going to be a good time this year. So y'all should definitely check it out. Incredible. And what a good story about how, like, you're right. Like everybody really does know someone who's had to access an abortion. Um, and so therefore, wow. Um, sorry, when you told me that I got goosebumps and I'm still like, like my body is coming back. But anyways, um, Blanca, thank you so much for being here. Like besides littlefun.org, how else can folks stay connected to like you, your work, how we fund abortion or like learning more about like how their money is being put to good use? Yeah, so definitely um, stay tuned to all of our social media. We're at Lil's Fund on all platforms. Um, like I said, I really love to share, um, you know, stats about how much money we raised and how we're using that towards the hotline. Um, also, every spring, we try to let out our annual report. So it has like a line by line breakdown of exactly how our money is being used and all of our accomplishments over the past year. So stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, really online is the best way to find out information about our fundraising efforts and stay, staying in tune with um, how we're using it. So um, yeah, that's, that, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much, Blanca. I feel like I learned a bunch and am even more excited for Fundathon this year and um, all the places that Little Fun will go because like you mentioned, we really do try and center community and have transparency around some of these difficult things and um, just want to make it easier for people to live, live better lives. So thank you for being here, for sharing with us and for all the amazing work that you do. We're so grateful. Thank you all so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yay. Come back soon. And, yeah. And um, until next time, stay lit and keep doing gay abortion shit. Boom. Mic drop. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>